Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome, everybody, to the Self Care Podcast. We're so happy to have everyone join us today. Today's episode is brought to you by Helene Verdi Life Coaching. So in today's episode, we're going to talk about anxiety and kind of how we cope with it or how we deal with it in our day-to-day life. Yeah, and anxiety is such a major topic because there's so many different types and it affects everybody in so many different ways. So let's dive in with basically what are the major things that give us anxiety because like we said earlier, we can't talk about everything because we would be here forever. But what are those big ones, the big couple that you just deal with on a daily basis so one thing that gives me a lot of anxiety is i've always been a people pleaser so even down to the smallest thing of like sending someone a text and then anxiously waiting for their answer because if i said something they didn't like then they're gonna be mad at me or upset with me and just any time i feel like i may upset someone it gives me so much anxiety i i'm right there with you i don't know if it's i i do have to say i've gotten a lot better over these last few years of me just figuring out my life altogether as we've heard over these last episodes um i've gotten a lot better with trying to become a people pleaser or i not being a people pleaser i guess you could say but i definitely fought for a while with anxiety, whether it was, like you said, sending somebody a text or answering an email or honestly, there's sometimes where I'd get anxiety just doing my job, teaching, mm-hmm. just teaching alone. I would walk into a classroom and I'd be like, oh my God, what am I doing? Or like I'd walk in, I'd be sitting in the break room and I'd be like doing little notes on like my notebook or like in my PowerPoint and another instructor would walk in. I would have anxiety of them just walking in because it's like, what if I'm doing something wrong? What if I'm doing something and they're like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? And like looking at me like I have 10 heads. Uh, yeah, yeah, I would say the same thing like being a trainer. You know, it's that same thing with you being an esthetician. Like of obviously in the fitness world, everyone has their own way of doing things. And especially now with like all the social media that's out there about if like, I remember seeing one that's like, if you're a trainer, has you do this exercise, fire them right away. And I was thinking in my head, I use that exercise. But the reason they were saying it is because they were having the person do it wrong. So it was like convincing myself like, well, wait, should I not be using that exercise? And like, what if I'm doing something wrong? And like then diving into that research mode of like, why do I do it? And then realizing their point was made 
to me in the wrong way because it was if you're gonna do it do it right and do it for this reason not for this reason like but it's little things like that give me so much stress in my job of am I doing a good job or you know is somebody gonna see something and be like well why is she doing that exercise and like not this style of training and just that fear of you know not doing a good enough job even though I know I'm an authority in my field yeah that's something i've literally had to deal with this week because i have a meeting coming up with a potential client for my social media business and i was kind of sitting there like okay how am i gonna go into this meeting and sell myself like do i even know what i'm doing am i doing a good job the accounts i have right now have i really even grown anything and uh, that's called something right Right, imposter syndrome. It's like when you don't feel like you're the authority in something you're basically an authority in, and you almost feel like you're making it, or like they used to call it like fake it till you make it. You know, oh my God, stop. That's literally the quote I live by fake it till you make it. Fake it till you make it. And like that's what they're kind of getting at with that is that, but you have that anxiety while you're faking it. Oh, yeah. That you have no idea what you're doing, and people are going to realize that, but really, you do know what you're doing. Yeah, so I was sitting there having so much anxiety over literally my career. I'm having like this high where I have potential clients coming along. And instead of celebrating that, I was letting my anxiety overtake it, telling me you suck at this, basically. Right. So with our anxiety being a lot of that people pleasing, how do you guys feel that text conversations or even email conversations changed that anxiety or to me increased that anxiety because you couldn't hear somebody's tone yeah like if i can't somebody sends me a k i have like complete an anxiety attack if you what does that k mean oh see if you send me k you're just on my shit list oh yeah me too do not send me a k if you're sending me a k you're getting a k right back like oh that's one of my biggest pet peeves but it's not just the k it's like a like the thumbs up, I don't know why. Oh yeah, <laughs> those, like so passive like, aggressive sometimes. Those it's kind of like, what are we trying to say here? Like, are you are you with me? Are we on the same page? Where do we? Where like do we it go comes with? up like sarcastic sometimes. Like no, yeah. sure, and then like other times it comes off like great idea. So I'm like, it gives me like not hearing that person's voice sometimes, like the lost art of a phone conversation. Yeah. But then again, I hate talking on the phone. So like mm-hmm. that's a whole like problem in itself. But the art of text messaging can be just taken so wrong. Or it goes into you not even getting a text back. Like for instance, I texted somebody and I told them that I couldn't do something for them anymore. And I even had anxiety just saying I couldn't do it. Like through the roof, I text my mom and I'm like, does this sound okay to say? Is this is this even okay? Like why why do i have to say like i'm sitting here trying to figure out the reasons of why i have to say no for myself knowing that i've already have so much going on my plate that when she didn't text me back and she still hasn't texted me back i literally the next few days like i felt it within like my body like i literally felt like i was like i couldn't move like not not physically move but like just thinking about it everything i did just always brought me back to like did she text me she texts me like I would constantly look like, at my wait phone. for those three bubbles like yes. those are the worst thing iPhone or any phone like ever invented like the little bubbles that and tell you disappear. somebody's like you're yeah. like oh man or they tell you they read it but then they didn't respond oh, but see I, I like didn't look and now I want to see if she read it 
But see, I like when it tells me someone read my message because it's now it's like, okay, now you're ignoring me. Like the ball's in your court. Now you need to answer yeah. me. That's yeah. true. Do you guys have where if you're really anxious about sending a certain text where you just keep reading it over and over again and then it's kind of like you have to force yourself to send it? Mm-hmm. Definitely. One of yeah. my big coping mechanisms with that, though, is exactly like how Jakira just said she asked her mom. Mm-hmm. find the people that like your safe people you know your safe space your safe yeah. crew nicole knows this because she is on mine but like i have <laughs> sent nicole many of text messages that were like is this okay to send does this sound okay does this come off with the tone i'm trying to say yeah or i'll send my sister one or kyle one or like somebody and i need that like a from like your safe sounding board that it's okay to send because then you kind of like can say if they don't like what I had to say it's on them because I got the approval I needed from the people I know who are honest with me and the people that actually know me the people that know me and and know my intentions and know my tone that this was an okay thing to say Mm -hmm. and you have to find I think that's my biggest coping mechanism with that anxiety is finding those people you can just go to and be like, this is what was said to me. Is this okay to say back? Yeah, for me with the coping, one thing I started to do is just literally closing my eyes and breathing because sometimes it gets so bad where you feel like the point where there's like 500 pounds on your shoulders, you can't breathe. So I have to literally sit there, close my eyes, and only focus on my breathing because sometimes that's the only way I can calm down. But also another way I really work through my emotions and cope is just talking about it. Like you said, with your safe people is I think I've said this in an episode before. I have a person I go to for different reasons and I swear I'll tell the same story like three or four times to different people and then give me that reassurance that it's okay. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to be worked up over this. No, definitely. It's that safe people. I think the biggest with any anxiety issue, it's surrounding yourself with just those people that you feel comfortable enough with. So for me, with how I cope, I honestly feel like I really haven't figured that out fully. Um, I feel like I get anxiety quite often. Like if you could hear it, you could probably hear it in my voice right now. I have anxiety. Um... I don't know. Like, I literally, I'll sit here and, like, my body, like, I wish you guys could actually see it. Like, my body's, like, trembling right now. Yeah, like, Shakira's actually on the realm of we need to, like, work through her anxiety with this. Yeah, and I don't really know how. Lots of breathing. Yeah, breathing is what I started doing. And then my life coach, she taught me, I don't know, I feel like we're the same in a lot of ways. Yeah. So going through and asking yourself, why is this making me anxious? I, I'll have to actually find it. But there's like five different questions you're supposed to go through and ask yourself because I've done this before. And you actually surprise yourself with the answers. Okay. And that's, I, I gotta find Yeah, you'll have to find that. And yeah, we'll have to, to definitely because, post uh, that, work through that too. Because there might be a lot of other people who are in either my shoes, Nicole's, or even Jakira's who are like, I still don't know how to deal with it. I I feel like my anxiety has gotten worse over oh, these last few years. And it's not even just with, like, the way that we were just saying how, like, my anxiety with, like, people pleasing. Mm-hmm. My anxiety with just 
everything. Going into no places. No matter what I do. Yeah, going into places. Even going to work. Right. I would say, like, though, too, you've had a lot of changes in the last I few have. years. And changes definitely bring a lot more anxiety. Like, you were in your comfortable, like, zone. Mm-hmm. When you were in a comfort zone for a really long time with teaching and mm-hmm. where you were at. So when you made, and you made a lot of changes fast. I, yeah. So it was a blink of an eye for I everything. I could see your body and your mind just trying to like catch up to those changes. And that might be why the anxieties are coming out more. So maybe just the more you get settled in your changes, settled through everything, you know, you might, cause I know mine was worse. Like obviously like right after I had kids, like I was yeah. a hot mess mm-hmm. for like ever and not just hormonally, like more anxieties more just emotions that you didn't know how to handle and then it was like you got a handle on that and then boom one of your kids is sick and then like you know that's always when I find my anxiety kicks up more Mm -hmm. is the more that's changing in my environment the more my anxiety is right there so for you it just might take a little bit of settling yeah no you saying this actually makes sense like me personally I've never thought of it that way but to hear you saying it to me like that does make sense. You know, the more abrupt changes we make, the more our life just kind of gets out of balance. And we yeah. want order. We want comfort. Like, if you think about everything you're striving for in your life, you're striving for comfort in your relationship. You're striving for comfort in your career. You're striving for comfort, like, just in your everyday lifestyle. And what you did is just pretty much take half of those subjects and be like, well, let's just flip those right upside down. Yeah. So... You know, literally you have what, to give yourself year, kind of too of like you gotta like give yourself a little bit of a break and say it's okay for me to feel like this because i've been putting my mind and body through so much this last year so giving myself time i noticed that when i did when was it it was like maybe like a week or two that i had no it was all from when i closed my one location and i relocated before i opened I obviously had a lot of anxiety of changing my location, but I had that downtime and I noticed that during that downtime, I was kind of just like super lost in my own thoughts. Like mm-hmm. like you had too much time to think. Yes. Time to think is like a killer for anxiety. Like, so it's like, mm-hmm. it's either me go, 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 go and me feel constant anxiety on me or I go home and I'm sitting here resting and I'm constantly overthinking and ha- causing more anxiety in my head of everything that's there. It's like, I can't win. Yeah, no, that's a big one that you can't win on because like I recently had a day where we had to do something out of our comfort zone in our careers. But the whole day before, literally, like I remember texting Kyle even and being like, I all of a sudden forgot how to pack. Like it was an overnight trip. And like, I'm like, why am I sitting here? Like, I can't even like focus on packing. And it was like, because I had all this day, like I cleared a day to get ready to leave. And I shouldn't have, I should have just booked a million things to go do. And then last minute like packed because I was a hot mess all day long, filled with anxiety about what the trip was gonna bring. And did I have everything I was gonna need and what everything that could go wrong in my head went wrong. Like (laughs) nothing went wrong, but like in my head, I was like, oh my God, then this is gonna happen. What if this happened? And I literally at one point in the day had to just meditate and breathe and like try to relax the most I can, Yeah. you know, and keep reminding myself that everything was going to work out the way it was going to work out. And there was only so much I could control. Can we please tell the story? 
Okay, and then there's times where I can't control my anxiety. So at this event, one of my biggest fears, honestly, like it's not even anxiety at this point. Like it is just one of my biggest fears is like a crowd of people looking at me on stage. And I know the irony of this is I grew up a competitive dancer and still like I can dance on the stage. I could care less. Like make me stand there and ask me to say something. Into a microphone. Into a microphone. Like, I literally hid from a microphone at one point in the middle of this event. Nicole was not witness to the fact that when the guy held the microphone, I went and, like, hid, tried to behind it as if it wasn't going to, like, pick up my voice. But so, anyways, later on, we got called up as a dance studio for winning an award. And I was supposed to be the representative to go get the award. And as they were calling me, I literally clung to a chair next to me because we were sitting on the floor. And Nicole was trying to push me up to the stage, but I wouldn't let go of the chair. I swear she had escaped underneath the chair to the point where I couldn't even get her up off the ground. So I had to throw the program and put myself up on the stage. I don't even remember going on stage. I think I just blacked out. I blacked out like as they were describing the studio. And if you've ever been to any sort of award ceremony, like and they describe, you know, the situation before you win the award, it was like that crystal clear, like crap we won. And like excitement that we were about to win this amazing award, but that like oh, I'm going to have to go up there as she's describing the studio. And I'm literally, like, blacking out and, like, clinging to the chair next to me. (laughs) The people around us probably thought we were crazy. Like, what is wrong with these people? (laughs) And then Nicole went to grab me and I shoved her (laughs) so that she had no choice but to stand up and go on stage. One of the moms sent me a picture of me up on stage. (laughs) I was like... Oh, so that did happen. Like, I really did go up there. I do apologize to Nicole, but as we're talking about anxiety, like, I'm not going to lie, that's one of my biggest, like, I mean, I was, like, sweating, heart racing. Like, every time they announced an award at the event, I legit had anxiety. (laughs) Like, the whole award ceremony, they were like, the next one is a studio award, and I would be, like, literally, like, fanning myself like my heart was like racing and I was like covered in sweat and I was like okay I can do this and I was like no I can't see I would say this is where we uh, balance each other out you guys don't want to go on stage now if that happened and I was there you push me on up there right like we would be like Jakira's got this we're fine (laughs) but ask me to go and talk to somebody backstage no I won't do that see and I made friends with the backstage (laughs) yeah I think it's the weirdest thing really yeah I like yeah this one might maybe not. Like, she was an old Southern, like, really grandma. Nice. Oh, okay. Like, it wasn't, oh, like, grandma. the intimidating people, like, backstage. She was all sorts of Southern, like, you know, sweeties, honeys, yeah. like, whatever yeah. she wanted to call you. <laughs> oh, if you would try, if she tried to get me a hug, I would have been like, oh. Oh, yeah, no, she definitely me. did. Like, I told her, I was like, I walked over at the end, and I'm like, I'm going to leave. Nicole is going to kind of take over for the rest. You know, yeah. I got to get home with the kids, because she had already met my kids. Like, she was walking around with Connor like some part of the day like the day before oh yeah so she was like well give me a hug this has just been a pleasure Nicole was like what is going on I was just saying like "Mm." so like that's not my anxiety at all but like up there is anxiety like stage is anxiety but backstage I got this 
And apparently I have no coping mechanism for that. So, like, if people have one, like, please send it our way because... Jackie needs it. There was no coping. They were shoving Nicole, like, up to the stage. She disappeared. I didn't even know how it happened. It's like, oh, and Jackie is under the chair. (laughs) (laughs) Do you ever feel like... So, when people say anxiety, so this is kind of like a two-parter. I've always had a lot of anxiety. I know my mom has a lot of anxiety, but it's something my dad and my brother have never really dealt with so one day I was trying to explain my anxieties to my dad and the only way I could think to explain it is like kind of what I said before is like you have a bunch of weight down on your shoulders but it feels like your heart's beating so fast it's gonna like fly out of your chest and he like kind of understood it that way but also more recently I feel like sometimes depending on the situation I've only noticed it a couple times but i feel like my anxiety can turn into an anger like if someone tells me something like for example someone had texted me about like an event they were going to that they wanted me to go to and i was like no i don't want to go because i was freaked out i was like thinking about going to this place with other people was making me anxious but then i started to get angry Mm. and i didn't i didn't know why Maybe because they were asking me and they know how those situations make me feel. How uncomfortable I feel in it and how much worry it gives me. But I don't understand where the anger came from. Yeah, I'm not sure if I've ever gotten angry. Wait, hold on. They invited you to... So they invited me to go to something. Was it like a party? Was it like... It was a dinner with someone I've only met one time. Oh, yeah. The first time I went, it was a very uncomfortable situation. So now this time, I didn't really want to go. And the date they happened to invite me on was our anniversary. So I think the anger came more from them not knowing what the day was, I guess. Yeah. Making other plans with someone they know makes me uncomfortable. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Here's a cool fact. 
a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I don't know, does that make sense? No, it does because I feel like I've had anxiety and not even somebody texting me, somebody saying something to me and it like flipping a switch and I I yeah. I do get angry. I do. If you ask my mom, she'll probably tell you that that's me most of the time. Yeah. It but was no, you ask yeah, Kyle, he'll tell you I probably do too. I mean, I can remember like I snap at him when I'm anxious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I can see like maybe that's maybe like, I don't that's what it was more of a snap. It was more of like a this oh, is Oh, I freaked out. Like I can yell yeah. about like the weirdest thing, but I mean, the weird part with us is like we're hitting 19 years of marriage. So it's weird that he knows. Like if I am freaking out about something so stupid in the house, he'll just look at me and he's like, "Are you having a really like anxious day?" And I'm like, "Kinda." And I realize it. It's because, like, something that would never bother me, all of a sudden I'm, like, mad because there's a knife on the counter and it's not in the sink. Mm-hmm. And, like, that will bother me. And I'll be like, well, you didn't even put the knife away. And, like, just such <laughs> stupid little yeah. things. And the only times I've ever done that are, like, when I'm really anxious mm-hmm. or one time when I was pregnant. But... <laughs> <laughs> when I found out I was pregnant with Emily was because he asked me for a specific hat to go golfing and I started crying hysterically and yelled at him that he cared more about the hat than me because he didn't <laughs> say goodbye to me. He only asked for the hat. <laughs> Am I pregnant? And he told me Jeez, while he so- was golfing. <laughs> I was just thinking the same thing. Like, what the heck is going on here? Like, I cried hysterically. Like, I was like, you don't even love me. You just care about the hat. Like, I don't even know. Like, it was like the most irrational, like. That sounds like stuff that comes out of my rant. mouth. Well, he told me as he was leaving for golfing that I needed to take a pregnancy test before he got back from golf because I was not normal. So it's like anxious or hormonal changes. I get very snippy. Yeah. I have the thing where, and my boyfriend's picked up on this, when I'm super, super anxious, I can't talk. The other day I was having a moment and he goes, okay, bounce your hand for one. One is yes and two is no because he knows I literally can't talk. Mm. It's like, it gets so bad. It's weird. So you guys know how I'm always freezing cold? Yeah. And how I'm always like shivering and like cold to the point where my teeth are chattering together. It's more anxiety than it is me being cold. Huh. See, because mine's really like I'm cold, so. Like, no, I. <laughs> like, I'm like freezing, but like that's. No, me. I, I actually am very, <laughs> like, I'm very a person that is always cold, mm-hmm. but I've noticed hmm. that a lot of my anxiety plays into that same role. No, it just more made me wonder, like, yeah. am I anxious or cold all the time? Yeah, I don't know. Assumed it's... I was cold. It's very, it's like, it started making me, like, think a lot more, like, geez. Like, it's weird, the symptoms, and I would be curious, to be honest, like, other than just the three of us to hear, like, kind of what other people's, like, symptoms, and then, like, whose significant others kind of pick up on, like, you know, how he knows you get really (laughs) quiet and, like, don't talk. Like, Kyle knows when I'm literally, like, 
rampaging over the stupidest thing like in the world that it's just a bad day you know me and me and my boyfriend he he's catching up on it i feel like now that it's coming out a lot more but he is a person like you said about your dad he mm-hmm. he's never doesn't gone understand. through it himself so he doesn't understand like there's times where i've tried to like talk to him about it and he's looked at me and he's like i really wish i could help you but i don't know how mm-hmm. and then like not too long ago there was like a situation and i could tell that there was something like off with him so I looked at him and I said, are you good? And he was like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. And I'm like, no, you're not. And I can tell that you're not. And I was like, what? Like, I was like, what are you feeling? Like, speak to me. So he was like talking to me and I was like, I just want to let you know, like, that's what it feels like to be anxious or to have like some form of like anxiety. And he's like, so this is what you feel like. Yeah. All the time. All Yeah. Every day. Not a second that goes past that I don't. So. Does anyone else get really annoyed when people just tell them to relax? Oh my I god. I feel like that's a good thing for us to talk about. I absolutely about because I hate absolute that. I absolutely hate when somebody just says to me, like, just relax. And Kyle doesn't anymore, you know. So he just knows there's no point in saying it. That's just gonna make me angry. Worse. Yeah. yeah. It's just gonna make it worse. But right, yep. I think the words like just relax, like when you're feeling that way and you're like, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. that would absolutely send me over the edge. Or like before when I said one of my coping mechanisms is breathing. That's like, that's literally like I just close my eyes, focus on my breaths. But if someone were to ever look at me while I was having an anxious moment and be like, just breathe, I'd probably smack you across the face. Well, it also to me depends on the who. Because there's the people that it's going to come off so like, I don't know, condescending. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, well, just breathe or just relax. Right. Like, it's not yeah. a big deal. That's my, Those are what I think would be, like, my three. I feel like you can definitely hear it in somebody's voice when they're like, it's okay, like, relax, take uh-huh. that deep breath. Like, you can hear it in their voice when they're actually trying to, like, be it's there helpful, and yeah. help you. Or See, when they're just like, okay, relax. Tone like, is it's so fine. Important. Like, it is. Text. It absolutely is. Like, because if someone who texts me, like, just breathe, I'd be like, ew. But, like, that right person saying, like, breathe through it, yeah. it's gonna be okay. You're like, oh, okay. Right. Yep. Yeah, those would be my three, like, big ear. What do you guys have any other ones to add to my list? But, like, I hate, like, just breathe, relax. Oh, it's no big deal. Probably. I feel just, like you took, like, the. Those are the three the main three. I can't think of other things that people would say to me. But, Nicole, like, what were you about to just say? You're about to say something. I feel like if it was anything besides, you can tell when someone's trying to be supportive. Yeah. So just anything outside of that would probably make me upset. But like, I think you hit like yeah actual example. And I'm more of like a my best way to support me when I'm not feeling it is like leave me alone. Mm-hmm. Like I'm the same way. The more you try to talk to me, and the more you're like, "What's wrong? I hate what's wrong. What's wrong?" What's wrong? You're like, if I could tell you what was wrong, I, I would, would fix it. Don't you think it would have but been fixed? There's just days where I don't know what's wrong. <laughs> like, yeah. something's wrong. I just, something's bothering me. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, question. Have you ever woke up feeling anxious or, like, yeah. oh, with yes. anxiety? You already know what type of day you're going to have. Have you ever just, like, decided, like, not to do anything that day? Yes. And just take a day for yourself. 100% yes. I need a mental health day and I'm going to take one. What do you do during your mental health day? All right, so. You don't have to give us like the full 24 hours. but Like sometimes it doesn't even take 24 hours. But for me, because of the way my mornings are, they're very much get up and productivity starts. You know, 3.50, 
4 a.m. I'm up and then like everything just starts to happen. And I can truly say it doesn't happen a lot, but like when I need the day, I would say my biggest thing is lay in bed a little bit longer, watch a show. Kind of like take my mind off of whatever's like happening. And then just kind of ease into the day instead of productivity into the day. Like it's just more like take a shower, relax, do what bit, needs to do what has needs to, get to be done, done for you. Do me time, like whatever I can pace. do, but at a nice, like controlled pace. Yeah, that's something I need to work on because with me working my Monday through Friday, eight thirty to five. I was the same way with school. I had to be up on time. I had to be at school on time. I couldn't miss a day unless I was really sick. And I feel like you don't always have to be sick. No. Sometimes you just need that day. And But then again, it gives me anxiety not going to work. But then sometimes it's even worse when I force myself to go instead of just giving myself that day. Or just saying, hey, I'm going to be in an hour or two late. Is it really that big of a deal? No. And is it their business why I'm late? No, for all they know. Like the other day, I know they won't listen to this. <laughs> the other day, I told them I had a doctor's appointment, so I had to leave work early, and I went and got my hair done. I work with all men. They don't know the difference. They didn't know I got my <laughs> hair done when I came in the next day. That's awesome. Like, Yeah. Yeah whatever sometimes you just have to i mean it like usually girls pick up on that stuff so if i worked with all females probably wouldn't be able to get away with that right. one right yeah but i was... mentally notes on the calendar like he makes sure he notes when i'm getting my hair done and like whether he notices a change or not i get like the oh your hair looks great and i'm like remember one time i had to cancel and i didn't tell him and like the next morning he's like your hair looks great and i was like i didn't go get my hair done yesterday and he was like no it said so <laughs> that's funny and i was like yeah she had to cancel like and i didn't take it off the calendar and he was like oh man <laughs> that's funny that's like, so you really don't funny. notice the hair you just know it happened <laughs> Hey, he was putting in the effort. At least, I was going to say, at least he said so, something. So, yeah. your co-workers don't notice those things either. No, it was like two weeks later, one of them turned me like, oh, hey, you get your hair done? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I did. About two weeks ago. Yeah, that like, doctor's yeah. appointment. Like, come on. <laughs> it was a good doctor's appointment. Yeah. I, it was funny because I left at like two o'clock in the afternoon for it, and I was like, we're till five. So I hit like four o'clock and I texted the person I report to. I was like, this appointment's taking forever. I really thought I'd be back in the office by now. I'm not gonna make it. He goes, okay, no worries. Like, hope everything's okay. I'll see you tomorrow. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh it yeah. It happens, but those are mental health days and we have to learn. I think like as a society though, we have to normalize them. Like self-care time like we obviously do. that's our big you know message out there too is like honestly i would love to see you not have to say doctor's appointment someday and like say hair appointment. say you know what i need three hours of me time mm-hmm. and that's okay to take yeah especially with my schedule i mean i don't really get a lot of time to myself and with my hairdresser it was right before my birthday so i wanted my hair done for my birthday and my hairdresser was full, so that was the only time she could get me right. in. So I said, fuck it. Yeah. 
But, like, I think we have to normalize, like, needing that time for ourselves. And I'm not saying, like, to all the employers out there. Like, I'm not saying, like, daily you should be able to, like, oh, let yeah, your no, employees, but... like, off the hook for work time to go get their nails done, their hair done, or, you know, whatever it is. But just in general, occasionally but if your employer having a personal day. Call, I was going to say, if your employer calls you and you can clearly hear in, or not your their employer, your employee calls you. And you could hear it in, like, their voice that it's, like, one physically not them. And it's just, like you said, one of those days. Like, just, just got to learn to let it be. Mm-hmm. Learn to let it be. Like, not even on an anxiety standpoint, but we're big in our homeschool atmosphere of they can wake up and I can just feel it from them. Like, they need the day. Mm-hmm. Whatever happens. Like, with Emily, we are in the midst of dance competition season. Yeah. There's been many Mondays that she's woken up and I'm like, she's not feeling it today. Do I really want her to do work when she's not at 100%? No. 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 Well, like, I don't Who want to do, do work when right. they're not 100%. Like, and yes, sometimes we all have to suck it up and do work when we're of not course. 100%. But we should also be able to normalize taking occasionally that day to just say, no, I'm not 100%. Yeah. And it's okay. Can we talk about the fact that I just got a text from someone that says, hey, I have a question. Why would that you right do that? That right there sends anxiety. Yes. Oh, my God. So much anxiety. Like, what do we have to talk about? Why wouldn't you be like, hey, hey. quick question. Here's my question. Right. Instead of taking 10 minutes to ask me the question. Uh, because now I'm like, oh, my God, what did I do? So I know he listens, so I'll say it carefully, I guess. But he doesn't care what I say. But Kyle texted me. Quick PC phone call, not emergency, and I don't know why it will even say not emergency. And literally, and he'd probably tell you guys this, honestly, the first words out of my mouth every time he calls me, what's wrong? Yep. (laughs) And he's like, nothing's wrong. I needed to ask you, like, who needs to switch a day or whatever it is. Sometimes it's literally just to tell me a funny story. He's like, I knew you had a minute in between things. Wanted to tell you something funny. And I'm like, okay. But no, getting just him and Can him being you? at work, I would, I feel like I would have that anxiety Sometimes if I got that text too. If he calls me first too. Yeah. Because that could be like, anybody like trying yeah. to get a hold of you. Like if he just calls I don't know, and he yeah. doesn't, like hence why most of the time he text messages first, like is it a good time to call? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if he just calls, I'm literally like, what? what's wrong? What happened? Like, and I know it comes from years and years and years of, him being in the emergency room situation where I'm not going to lie a lot of those phone calls usually were like hey so this happened or you know there was an incident at work so I'm trying to learn like now that we're he's in the recovery room and like it's not as often that he's you know telling me fun stories of his work but I'm like immediately I go to if anybody calls me I immediately think something's wrong right oh no if somebody I can't stand when people call me. Is that like, if somebody calls me, I'm like, why? I don't know why. I I just assume something's wrong. Because like we have a rule. Like I have a rule. I do. It's a hardcore rule. And I sent it to my mom like years ago. It will probably be about 19 years now. She text messaged me. Somebody had passed away. Oh. Yeah. So I instituted the rule that you're not allowed to text message death. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I could understand that one. But 
Now here's where it came back to kind of bite me in the ass. Now if she calls me at a random time, now you I think. wonder who's dead. Oh my God. <laughs> like in most of the time that's not why she's calling me, but automatically in my head, why else wouldn't she just text me? <laughs> Sometimes no, yeah. if I need like a quick answer, like right in that second, and there's a possibility you're not going to text me right back. I'll call you. Then I'll call. And yeah. that's usually what hers are. Yeah. Are like, oh, I just, you know, wanted to ask you about blah, blah, blah. Or like, because right. she's my mom and she likes to check in with me, I guess. Like, sometimes <laughs> it's nothing. Like, whatever. But like, now when she calls me out of the blue, I'm like, oh. Who died? Who died? And she's like, no one. And I'm like, okay. She's like, why do you always think that? I'm like, because I told you to call me if somebody died, not text me. So I assume every time you call me. <laughs> Well, and then I have the anxiety about it, so you just got to get it right out of the way. It's like, yeah. who died? No one. Okay, now we cool. can finish the finalization. Like, I just automatically, when people just call for no reason, I'm like, immediately, I think something's wrong with them. Why else would you call somebody out of the blue? I don't know. See, that's what I was saying. Like, I know it's obviously random, doesn't have anything to do with the topic, but like, when people call me, why are you calling me? Text me. I have never physically talked to you on the phone. No. Why I call no, me? No, actually, you, you, me, you have. I have. Yeah, we you called me. No, yes, we did Facetime. We did. <laughs> but you called me one day oh when God, you locked your keys inside the building and needed to walk around the building <laughs> to let yourself in to the key coded area. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. sounds sounds like me. Yeah. I've done that twice. And it actually freaked me right out because I assumed like. Something yeah. happened to me. I mean, you all know it's where I've planned my murder to occur. Like, so Jackie in her head saw Jakira and was like, oh my God, she's getting murdered. Great. Jakira got murdered. Why she's calling me, I don't know. But it was really just to give her the code to let herself into the building because she locked herself out of the entire building. Yeah. So if you want to know my chaotic life, that's that's, that's how it that's goes. Jakira locks herself out of buildings. And was walking around the front of the building. <laughs> because it was snow on the back hill. I wasn't going to slide down a slide. <laughs> I mean, could you, I just, had to climb wait, could you just imagine, like, actually seeing, like, a slide print down of, like, oh, my yeah. butt just down, like, the one side? No. You totally would have went down. I had to climb up the hill before, and I almost went down, and there was no snow on the ground. So imagine. I did that hill, guys, for, like, three months. Before I got a key to the building. Why would you do because that? Because I had to let myself in that way and then, like, out. Oh. I could only use that one door. Oh, yeah, because if you parked up top, you had to go downstairs mm-hmm. to let yourself in. Mm-hmm. So I would park up top, slide down the hill, <laughs> let myself <laughs> You should put, like, building. a slide or a tarp there. Well, now you have a key. And it was, like, 4 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, what? Yeah. And she's going to the gym. I would... That right there would cause me anxiety. I would never go down that hill in that dark of an area with a cemetery behind me. Hence why I'm going to get murdered. At 4 a.m. I'm sorry. No. That right there, you crossed the line. I crossed the line. I need a key. (laughs) Done. Nope. I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't have been able to handle that one. Is there anything other, you know? We talked Um, a little about our coping. Is there any more coping, like, self-care days? Like, what are your self-care days? Like, I told you guys I slow down. Well, that's... Okay, well, I guess we can go back to that. That's kind of why I asked you, because I I have days where I know that I shouldn't be doing anything. 
and I'll slow my days down, but I still feel like I need to do things. So like I'm still up, I'm still trying to work. I'm still, you know, like there was one day, I'm sure you saw me at the studio. I looked completely out of it. I walked into my duo. I looked at them and was like, I just gonna let you know now, not fully here, mentally, Mm -hmm. physically, you see me. Yes, glad, but I'm not here mentally. And like I told them, I was like, probably won't get much out of me, which we're also talking about two of my uh, closest friends. So it doesn't make the situation any better. Um, But like that day, like I could have, I should have stayed home. Right. Did I? No. Did I go home? That permission. Did I go home after teaching their duo? No. I continued to work. So it's like, so that's I been need like to figure out. The big message that, you know, personally, I think people just need is like, you know, permission. It's okay to take the day. Like, yeah. oh, that rhymed. Uh, but it's, <laughs> I love to rhyme. Um, it's okay to say to yourself, like, I just can't today. And like, obviously, <laughs> if it's happening like all the time, you know, that's where I'm going to say, like, seek professional. Yeah. You know, obviously, with everything we're talking about with anxiety, like, before you self treat anything, like, you know, find the right people to talk to, make sure they're professional people, all of that stuff too, but also give yourself a break. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, when I was dealing with a lot more anxiety than I deal with now, like now my anxiety is unknown situations more than anything. Like I still have the tax, like if I don't know, like I was talking about like, you know, going on the work trip and having to do things I've never done or go on stage. Like, unknown things are really... But on my day-to-day, I've really just learned to say, like, it is what it is. You know, I have permission to feel this way. And being okay with it kind of made me less anxious. Like, the more I was just like, eh, yep, that's going to bother me. Yeah. The less it bothered me. So one thing I just thought of that gives me major anxiety is... Because I grew up being go, 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 fill all my time, I have a fear that I'm not going to have enough rest time. And it's just going to be a constant cycle of me being tired and anxious and overwhelmed and not myself. Yeah. So one thing I really worked on with that, um, you know, through kind of my life coaching stuff too, was where I say like creating your routines and as you know, because you helped design it, one of the major parts of my planner is to rest mm-hmm. and to give yourself that like 10, 15 minutes a day to do nothing. Right. Um, I would say that would be the biggest thing to do for that and that I did for that is build it into your day. Like make sure you're giving yourself rest, meditation, and breathing time, you know, but that rest and as I define it, I don't mean meditate when I say rest. I just mean do something, like do nothing at one point in your day. Yeah, which is why I think I put so much on my plate because I've always had the mindset of go, go, go. I have to fill my time so I'm not thinking where, you know, I was asked what my schedule is for next year for something and I sat down and thought and I said you know maybe you need to take a step back from that Mm -hmm. because when you're going from one job to the next job to the next thing then you have this event I did I didn't even have 10 minutes in my day to just sit there and rest besides at 10 o'clock at night when I'm going to bed right and that doesn't count as your rest like you need to find that time build it into your day and then that's where you have to learn that no and 
I can't do that right now, or I don't need to do that project right this second. Right. Like this was um, something that always was like on my list in my head of that like I always wanted to do and a message I always wanted to get out. But I also knew like when I had first thought about it, it didn't fit into my days. No, it yeah. didn't fit into yeah. my schedule, it didn't fit into my life. And I was okay just keeping it there, growing it in my mind, you know, building topics in my head, talking to myself before it became like a real thing. Right. But you have to say no to certain projects. So that goes back to what you were saying of how you feel like you're just gonna go, 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 go and lose yourself. You're sitting next to somebody who completely did that from 2016 to 2020. I can't even tell you who the hell I was. I have no idea. I was not myself at all. I literally, after obviously graduating high school, I jumped into working at Starbucks, stopped working at Starbucks, and when I, while I was working at Starbucks, I was also working at dance. I was also picking up and helping my dad with whatever he needed. And then after that, it was like the shift of me going to school. I went to school. I told myself I was gonna drop teaching dance. I kept dance on top of keeping my dad and helping my dad. And then it continued. I went into freaking aesthetics and I was offered a job. I did that. I was also still teaching dance. I was also still helping my dad. So it was like, I went, 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 went until I physically burned out. And I now look back at it and I'm like, I can't believe how unhealthy I let myself get with my work relationship and mm -hmm. my work life. I put all of that ahead of me. And now every time somebody says anything about work, I literally just tell them like, your job will replace you. Mm -hmm. If you physically can't do something or you don't want to do something and your job is giving you that much of like a hard time about it, like just let it go, mm -hmm. let it go. I prom like, I'm obviously I'm not speaking just to you like in general, yeah. but something better will come. Yeah, life also with something better coming, um, one of my big business theories is too, is how you leave a situation or like the conversation you have about it yep. can maybe not be a no, it can be a not right now. But yeah. So like, and it's okay to have things on your not right now list. But as long as you keep those relationships and like you do everything in a professional way, then you're able to come back to those when maybe your schedule frees up right. or something changes in your life. Mm -hmm. And I can get that that can cause like a lot of anxiety because there's that financial anxiety. There's, you know, I have bills to pay and I have a business mm -hmm. to grow and I have this to do. So I want to say yes to everything so that my finances aren't giving me that anxiety. Yep. But then again, if I'm not doing everything to the best of my ability and giving myself that time, is it worth it? And so many times, in my opinion, like financial stuff, obviously we all have to make money, we all have to survive, eat, I have kids, whatever. But there has to come a time where you have to go above finances. Right, which is why I keep telling myself, you just have to take a break. If you yeah. want to come back to it, you can. You, you're you leaving on a positive note. Right. Yep. And it'll be there if you need to come right. back. Right. Like, and even anything you have to say no to. Like, as long as you do it in a positive, professional way, it's going to be there. Like, I've had 
so many offers like why don't you teach this for me or can you teach this type of class and I remember at one point I was in that like beginning career and I was like yeah sure whatever I'll teach this at this gym and then I'll go teach here and then I'll go train here and then I was like this is a lot but in my head there was that financial anxiety of well I have to be successful and the only way to be successful is to make this much money yes You know, if I don't make this much money every month, then am I really a successful trainer? Am I really a successful fitness person? Am I really successful at anything I do? And it was like, I can be successful and still not trust myself out financially. Wow. I think you just made me see like the whole entire like last few years of my life from just your sentence. Right. Like Like it's that financial insecurity, like that financial anxiety that comes with just being a grown-up, you know, definitely plays a lot into, I think, our decisions that we make. Yeah. You know, we've worked really hard to, like, not... I don't want to say have financial anxiety, because, like, obviously, we are a big family and all of that. So, like, yes, everybody has it. But certain decisions that I find that people make sometimes just crack me up in the realm of, like, finances, because... They put all that anxiety on themselves to have, like, a vacation every year. Uh, this car. This, 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 that. And then you listen to them talk, and they don't give themselves their me time. I can't rest. I have to work overtime. I can't rest. I have to pick up a second job. Well, why do you have to? Well, because we have to go to Disney every year, or else my kids aren't going to be happy. They're going to survive. We promise. You know, I have yeah. to have a new car because I want one, basically. You're like, whatever it is... And, like, if you're not putting you first, that's when your anxiety over finances can also take over a lot of your decisions. Have you guys, like, ever felt like you made a decision based on your financial anxiety? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Every single job that, I'm not going to say every single job that I've accepted, but from 2016 to 2020, everything I did was what I felt like because I couldn't not have a certain amount like in my bank account like mm-hmm. I felt like if I hit any lower than this or if like I would I know this sounds might sound crazy but I would set goals for myself every two months to hit and if I didn't hit them I'd be from like my savings account I'd be upset I'd be mad at myself and like looking back at that that's not healthy no at all like that was a lot of anxiety that you were putting upon yourself yeah. over an arbitrary number Right. And it's like, in all reality, like, now I look at it and it's like, to look at my life, like, I have so much freedom with my life now that, like, I don't even, I don't even care. I don't care. I'm happy. Like, as long as I'm happy, like, that's all that matters. I always worry about the future financially. Like, how am I going to afford a house? And how am I going to afford a wedding? How am I going to afford a kid? It's not so much right now because I don't have, like, a rent bill. I have my car bill and my phone bill and stuff like that. But I always think about the future. Like, how the hell am I going to buy a house? Right. No, and I can, like, that's what I mean. Like, everyone has that, like, financial anxiety. I think what we just have to do is have it, obviously. Like, live it, you know, feel it. But don't let it own your decision making as far as putting it over your personal rest right. and like your sanity 
Alright, so I don't know about you guys, but I learned a lot about myself today with uh, our episode about anxiety. We would love to hear all of your guys' ways that you cope and all of your self-care ways to take care of yourself when you are going through your feelings. As always, thank you to Helene Rodile Life Coaching for sponsoring this episode, and we'll see you next week. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.